All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. This week, the NFL is taking a knee and the NBA is back with 22 teams active. Was this just a push to get Zion? And also we have NASCAR. They take a stand against the Confederate flag. We have a special guest this week. We have Solomon Smith. But first, let's talk for 30 for 30s like water. All right, so sit back and relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Before we get into like water, I wanted to take the time to conclude what we were supposed to talk about last week because last week's show um, was a little different. We never got a chance to conclude Lance Armstrong. And and I just want to say that I actually feel sorry for him because, um, well, he let his arrogance and, and his ways. And even though he was not the nicest person, his sheer determination, if you really think about it, um, he was just leveling the playing field for himself. He was not the sole person to do it. People want to label him with all the other things because oh what he stood for how he blatantly lied and to me that was his crucial sin but i actually understand and regardless of everything that he was as a person what he really was was a true winner and to come back from cancer and to be on top of the game for that long i have to give him credit for it i feel badly for the way he was raised and the way his mental makeup was formed but it made him into a champion. So you can take all the titles you want away from him. But at the end of the day, I believe he's still a champion. And I actually feel sorry for everything that's happened to him, even though it was self-inflicted. But with this week, with Like Water, with Bruce Lee, there's someone that growing up, I watched all those movies. But see, that's the thing. I thought this was going to be about his hit martial arts movies and even talk about his son and all their tragic deaths and curse. But they didn't even get into that. It was so interesting to watch Like Water, um, to, to see the activism and, and to, to see how Bruce Lee was uh, an integral force in, in, in media, how, how, how intelligent he was, how he's able to write his own scripts, and he, he was so much of a philosopher. So I just really enjoyed to get a different wrinkle. Now, to be honest, after watching Last Dance for all those weeks, to watch um, Live Strong and, and, and to watch Like Water, to be honest with you, I even fell asleep. But when, when I'm wide awake, I can get to see and appreciate the history and to tell the depths of, of Bruce Lee. I, mean, I didn't know that he was born in, in, in the United States, in San Francisco, and then moved back to Hong Kong at an early age. I didn't know that because with his accent, I automatically assumed he was in China his whole life. I, I, so to, to, to learn that was interesting. He was an American citizen, which made it easier for him to be sent back because he was, a, I don't want to say a problem child, but they were accusing him of being in gangs and stuff like that. So his father sent him back to the U.S. with only $100. He was 18 years old. If I remember correctly, I believe they sent him to Seattle. But they sent him back with only $100. It reminds me of my father, who said he came here around the same age. I think he was 19 when he came to the States from Sierra Leone. And I believe he said he came here with $220. So, but it's very similar. And But my dad came in the 70s. Um, Bruce, he came a lot earlier than that. So it was just interesting to 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 learn these different things. I thought they're going to talk more about uh, Yip Man, 
and 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 then also the last dragon and stuff like that but it yep mom is such a good story i've been learning more about yet through movies actually they have like i think goes up to six i'm on number three so i need to catch up but it's just so interesting to learn about the person who trained bruce and and we we all well not we all but i look at bruce as the greatest martial artist of all times but a lot of people say that's all cinema and there are so many people that were better but i'm not getting to all that all i know is what i know and i know he was great and the things he was able to do and the things he was able to implement and how he will study like muhammad ali and things like that i just found it very interesting and intriguing and i just really enjoyed it um they, they were showing things about how the, the Chinese were brought here back in 1830 to build the railroads and how they looked at as less than. It was just interesting to see the, the different correlations of, of, of racism and the racism they dealt with. But then during the um, Civil Rights Act era, how they were correlating, saying, why don't you be more like the Chinamen? How they appear to be more docile and 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 more passive and, and, the, and the black man so loud, you know, and, and saying that, that they just put did hard work and that allowed them to move up in society without really being noticed as the as a black man's being so loud and and the black panther movement and all those different things and they were just showing you the 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 symmetry how one one way was another way but see bruce he was such a rebel married a white woman caucasian woman um some of his best friends were black and his and latino or hispanic i mean his first his first student was a black man and Jesse, um, Jesse Glover. So it was just so interesting to see. And then he, the way he was, he was turning down jobs. Him and his wife struggling to make it, turning down jobs because he refused to take that role, that 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 stereotypical role because Hollywood was so racist and they, they would typecast you. To this day, they still do that, actually. But they're barely opening up. But see, back then, Bruce is like, I'm going to make a way. He made himself a big splash out in China with different movies. I didn't even know he was an actor, a child actor at starting at the age of nine. Just to see all these different things was just, just mind blowing. And it was good to learn more about, you'll say a childhood he hero. And I did mention Last Dragon. That's actually one of my favorite movies <laughs> from childhood movie with me and my sister, The Last Dragon with Bruce Leroy. So they were doing like a, uh, with Barry Gordy's uh, version of, of, of uh, I guess you would say Bruce Lee. And this kid patented himself. He was a black kid in, in New York who just studied and idolized Bruce Lee. And he was deemed the last dragon, you know, and he has shown up. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Called The Last Dragon, um, man, with, with Tymok. And also uh, Vanity. Vanity was his love interest. And a lot of you don't know Vanity because you, you're in a certain age bracket or just racial bracket, really. Because growing up, Vanity was it. I mean, she was the essence of beauty, man. She was a, a star, a pop star back in the 80s. And man, you, I'm going to watch that tonight. L go look at The Last Dragon. So at the end of the day, um, you know, watching those movies with Game of Death with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it. How epic was that? I used to watch Fist of Fury and, and, and um, Enter the Dragon. Just all great, great movies that I have in my collection. And um, makes me want to go and get some of his early work. I, I want to see some more from The Green Hornet. I knew about it, but to know that he would not accept a lesser role because he refused to be typecasted and how he pushed the envelope and gave the Asian community, Asian American or Asian community as a whole, something to look at as, as a hero. 
I just, I just marveled at it. It was really well done. And if you haven't watched it, you can go back and watch it on, on, on the ESPN app. It should be free there as we speak, but big ups to like water. It was really, really, really informative and really good. In NASCAR this weekend, Bubba Wallace, driver of the 43 McDonald Chevrolet, he wears the I Can't Breathe Black Matter shirt. This past weekend, this Sunday, actually, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace said the next step is to rid the racetracks of the Confederate flag. Wallace, the first full-time African-American driver in the Cup Series since 1971, wore the t-shirt in solidarity with the protesters around the world who have been calling for the justice in the death of George Floyd, the lynching of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who died at the hands of the Minneapolis police. As the protests have raged on officials in Virginia, have started taking action to remove Confederate monuments in some states and military bases are taking away Confederate paraphernalia. This right here is a huge move in regards to NASCAR because NASCAR's majority, their base is in the South. And what the Confederate flag may mean to some, like for some it reminds them of the good old times, um, Southern heritage, historical um, commemorations and whatnot. But for most of us, it, it reminds us of segregation. It reminds us of slavery and racism. So that, that flag is a trigger for a lot of other people. Now for NASCAR to only have one African-American person there, but them to be so aware and conscious and thoughtful and, and respectful to take the time to listen to him. They were on a group video chat just to get an idea of what he may be going through, what he has been going through. So for them, they did not turn a blind eye. I can't say the same about one of the future Hall of Famers in the NFL this past weekend who purposely, it seems, takes a blind eye because he's been around black people virtually his entire life and yet and still makes it all about the flag. Well, these guys are getting rid of the Confederate flag. Let that sink in. Kudos to you, NASCAR. In the NFL, we do not know for certain when football will return. No one knows if week one of the NFL season will take place as presently scheduled. Will stadiums be empty? Will COVID-19 return for a second wave? Will the season conclude as normal with the Super Bowl in February? We don't know. What we do know is that they, at some point, the NFL players will stand on a sideline before the start of weekend games, and nearly 100 of them will be on the field prior to kickoff. Games will be played again somehow, sometime, some way, and eventually, when that all occurs, players will kneel. It's it's no secret anymore that they will allow the players to kneel at an unprecedented rate. Roger Goodell just recently gave out a statement last week when he read back what faces of the league asked him to what many have perceived as a mea culpa for the NFL's earliest statement in the aftermath of George Floyd's killing by police in Minnesota. There does not seem to, to be much gray area or room to equivocate about the NFL's official stance on the police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement. So it's 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 kind of, I don't know how to take it. I mean, I, I guess I'm happy because after four years, they, they finally understand that what Colin Kaepernick was doing was a peaceful protest and admitting, admitting that they were wrong. So it's going to be interesting to see as the... Drew Breeses of the world 
and the the ones who think like him, um, how will they stand for this, if you will, no pun intended, um, is going to be very divided now because now there's a line in the sand. Which side are you on? Last time, majority, 98% of the league did not kneel with Kaepernick in fear of losing their jobs. They weren't ready to make that hard stance, but now it seems like the the world, in a sense, has made a 180. So let's see what happens. I'll be tuning in. And finally, the NBA is back. I like to pick and roll, like to give and go this basketball. Let's go. Okay, I'm sorry. But but it's back. <laughs> NBA is back finally, and they have all the rules laid out for you. 22 teams will be invited to what I call the last dance. And some people think it's fair. Some people don't think it's fair. But it's just so many things that can happen. I mean, who's going to emerge? Um, like now you have Portland involved, and you have um, the Spurs in it. You know, so many great teams going to be able to come in. Will Will John Wall return with the Wizards? Just so much. We've already pretty much come to the conclusion that KD will not be available, nor Kyrie, save them, themselves for next year. But there's so many storylines that go with this. Uh, I believe that the Trailblazers, if they do make it in, depending where they see, could be very dangerous, even to the Lakers. It could be dangerous to the Clippers, depending on where they see. You got to understand, watching all year, the Blazers have been a big, big, big problem for the Lakers. So who knows? It's going to be very dangerous, especially now that they get Collins back and they also get Nurkic back. Everyone is healthy. It will be interesting. But I feel that all of this to get 22 teams in and all this fun stuff, the league really wants Zion in there. Zion Williamson is, is the new guy, the guy they want to hang their hat on. If he's healthy, that's going to be one of the marquee players in the league. And with Zion getting in, that means guess what? Lonzo Ball, Triple B's, never lost. <laughs> will be in the postseason as well. He showed so much promise early on with all those early injuries that gave him a lot of a setback. And I was, I for one was very happy for him to be in that situation. He brought a few of his teammates with him who's brought a lot of camaraderie with, with Josh Hart and Ingram, who's a first year all-star. Now Zion, who's either rookie of the year or runner up to, wow, I forgot this kid's name already. This is horrible. <laughs> The kid down with, with in Memphis, he's a great player. John Morant, John Morant, um, another awesome player who should hopefully make the postseason. But back to the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball is showing true promise. He can average a triple-double, could do anything on the court. But when you think about Ball and the Ball family, you have Lonzo who's in the league who's going to be um, emerging as a superstar. His brother right be below him, Leangelo, is in the G League. And now with the draft coming, it's going to be projected to be here around October 15th. You see the baby baby boy, LaMelo Ball, Mellow Ball, which has a he has a huge following and was killing it overseas and just just trailblazing. He may be the best ball yet. And he's going to be drafted top pick. He's going to be one of the top 5 picks in this draft. And there's a lot of places that can go. Now, the teams who may be able to go to the team with the most interest seems like it should be, or the best fit should be the Knicks. But the way right now it's projected, the Knicks may have the sixth overall pick. So it, it leaves a lot of things to happen. It's going to be very interesting, even in October and during football season, what can happen. Now, the great part about all of this is, the unfortunate part, I, I would say, is Golden State Warriors put themselves in a great position 
because of having everyone hurt, being one of the worst teams, they might end up with the number one pick. And if they do, they don't need uh, they don't need mellow ball. They can trade down with if New York gets the sixth pick or fifth pick or whatever, and they don't want to take the chance of losing mellow. They may trade up with Golden State and give um, give Golden State all sorts of assets, and then Golden State can go down with the fifth pick or whatever or whatever pick that they get from the Knicks and draft James Wiseman out of Memphis, the top big man in the draft, and that will make them elite and complete to have a big man like that just protecting the rim and just being a budding star, and he won't he'll be on there for cheap. He won't be able to make good money to his next contract in four years. So that gives this, the Golden State Warriors plenty of time to make another big run as LeBron is aging. So it's going to be very interesting. This actually reminds me of when um, David Robinson was injured in, in 97, and then they ended up with the number one overall pick in Tim Duncan. He was hurt all year, and they were down and out, and a new dynasty was born when they got Tim Duncan drafted number one overall and made that huge run and just kept winning championships for the next 20 years. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the draft and where, where the, the lottery balls fall. But at the end of the day, you got to give the ball family a lot of credit and got to give um, big baller a lot of credit. Cause what he said, maybe they may not all play on the same team, but they all making it to the league and they're all, well, the two of them are making top draft picks and they're going to cut up this league before it's all said and done. So look out for the baller boys. It's going to be fun to look at. So for I, for one, just happy to see some basketball. Let's see who gets crowned at the end of the day. All right. Hey, hey, welcome, everybody. We got Solomon Smith here on the line. How you doing, brother? Doing good, brother. How, you, how, how are you doing? Damn, best I can be at these times. Um, <laughs> it's good to finally have you on, man. I've been talking to you for a while in regards to just different things. And we've talked sports over the years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over the years. And we're both always on the contrary side of things. So uh, first and foremost, man, let everybody know who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Solomon Smith. I'm a real estate agent with uh, Agent Inc., the McMonical team. Uh, before that, I was selling cars with uh, you at Infinity a while ago in Torrance. But uh, that's how I know Mike, and um, here we're here to talk sports and amongst other things that are going on right now. Amen. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was uh, the car guru. I think you were there for one of my blow-ups. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think back on those days, man, and, and uh, when you really think about it, because even after you left, I had some more. But um, the blow-ups, I thought about it over the years. I've done some gnarly things in the car industry that that's why i always tell people i'm like you know what it's just different like it's not the normal i've learned because i've been in the car industry for like half my life it's not the normal world like you could go on and do this and do that and then come back and hug it out and go back to work like i was in the car business before there was hr like a real hr before this had this one lady in a room upstairs somewhere now it's like hr hr and the world's different but dude i used to have some Mega blowups. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Speaking of how it's different, I remember before I started doing real estate and, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what my next move was, uh, I kind of had like a office sales job. It was, it was inside sales. and It was more of a office vibe. And you know how we tar talk in the car business where everybody's aggressive, everybody's a little bit of a shark. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just seeing 
as a mean person. <laughs> oh, right. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's different. It's different. And I had to calm down. I was like, yo, this is totally different. Because when I had that gig at uh, the inside sales job, uh, it was just like right after the car business. And yeah, it was. I was just like, okay, I need to calm down because a lot of people aren't used to this aggressiveness how we are either online uh when we're in the internet department or when we're on the line because you have to be a totally (laughs) aggressive person yeah my sister always told me that i would um i would eat in that industry because of the way that i am and and you know i used to train people i went to finance sales management all that stuff so she said you take that same initiative that's the word she used initiative (laughs) and drive that you would kill it in that industry but i just never could get myself to see we're so used to um i don't know what talk of these terms but we we're used to killing daily mm-hmm. and you know with, with them it's, it's more methodical and it's, it's like you know you you store it up like like a squirrel they're more like squirrels and they're nuts and stack them away and then they then they have a harvest where us it was like nah we got to go out and hunt every day yeah you know it, it's so more... it's different it's more my myopic in the car business where it's like now. What do I have to do to earn your money yes. now? And as a uh, as opposed to in real estate, and that's the transition I have to make. There's two parts. One, the sales cycle is longer, mm-hmm. and then two, you have to like drum up your own leads, and you have to right. pay for that. And that's right. that's the hard part making that transact transition where you know we're on the line or we we were on the internet complaining about. Oh man, these people need to get your own, buy, get more leads. And yeah, now, these leads <laughs> suck. <laughs> and now I'm in charge of that. I'm, I'm in right. charge of everything. So these leads don't suck. You suck. Coffee's for closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, brother. Oh <laughs> man. Oh man. This is crazy, man. Just thinking about everything. Um, I remember your history with sports. You say you used to play baseball. Yes, I did. Okay, tell me more about that. So uh, all my life, from the well, the first start of uh, quarter of my life, I played baseball. Uh, started in little league, uh, then went up to high school. Played varsity. Uh, I think it was freshman year. I started varsity. Uh, mm-hmm. Then played a little bit of college ball. Then dabbled around semi pro, and then left. Then I, when I saw the checks of what you would get as a semi-pro player as opposed to just working a regular job. I was like, ah, I, this ain't for me. I got to I gotta go give up the dream. Uh, but I played for a while, and it was fun. And I that's why, getting back to our history in the car business, that's why the locker room and the car lot is like <laughs> really like Really similar. Very yeah. similar. Very similar. That's why I find it. I'm always shocked when I see a female out there. And there's always that one. It's never, you never go to a lot where it's like half and half. Now it's like 95% male dominated because it is that locker room type mentality. Very, uh, very, very high level testosterone in in the auto industry. Um, Yeah, man. I I think that, man, that's crazy that you went that far and then you, and that was before you even had your child, right? That was way before. That was way before. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, uh, I want to say I stopped playing around 2004, 2005, where I was just like, it was just a point where I just keep on trying to be an athlete, keep on trying to live that dream or, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's 
you know, try to figure out what's going on in the real, real world. And uh, I made that decision because, like, before then, I never worked. My full-time job was just, like, either school or playing ball, and then that's it. Uh, so at that point, with no work experience, not having a job and doing that thing, pretty much being coddled, living that coddled athlete life, um, mm-hmm. I started working. Man, and then here you are now, and I'm so proud of you of what you've um, grown to and, and, and have done. It's just, it's just crazy, man. And that brings me to, um, and then I remember when um, your daughter, she's, she's what five now? She's six, so she's six. like a few no. months uh, younger, younger than my yeah, daughter. Yeah, because your daughter's born in November, right? Born in November, right? Yeah. That's right. So she just turned six then, and my daughter will be turning seven. Yeah, exactly. Later, okay, okay. That's why I was. That's why I was saying five. I thought she was turning six, but she's already turned six. Yeah. So, okay. There it is. There it is. I remember that, and she. You, you can't deny her. She looks just like you, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Same <laughs> smile, everything. I'm like, dude. She even got your. She even got your squinty eyes. I'm like, what in the? <laughs> what's going on here? I'm like, look. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like a little prettier version of, of my boy Solo over here. This is crazy. From early, I mean, before she was one, I said, oh yeah, that's all you, brother. <laughs> yeah, there's no denying that at all. There's no denying it. Just like bounce i couldn't <laughs> no no like me i was like my daughter came out pretty pale i was like wait a minute she kind of light i know her mama fair but doggone this girl hold on my daughter came out with green eyes when she was born yeah <laughs> you know totally one from you it yeah was- <laughs> <laughs> hey that's a good thing though see that's the thing though i'm uh, you know i'm not i'm not the i'm not the cutest of men you know so i'm glad she looks like her mother thank god so that worked out great for for me. So you know, but in in regards to to that, we're both girl dads, as as everyone knows. And the hashtag became popular because of one Kobe Bean Bryant. Mm-hmm. And then when that time that hit, that hit everyone differently. But I think equally or to some degree very hard. Yeah. Um, I remember I'm I was the big Kobe fan, and you were the big I believe LeBron, correct? Right when that right debate when Kobe was kind way of like back the back end of his career, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we saw all go at it, man. Yeah, oh so, my gosh, yeah, right. But in, in 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 lieu of everything that happened when when this all took place with with Kobe, um, do you remember where you were and 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 everything about that? Yeah, I was getting ready to go work out, and uh, I threw the trash away. I remember exactly. Uh, so I threw the trash away. My uh, my girlfriend. Uh, after I came back in, she was like, "Kobe Bryant died." I was like, "No, hell no!" And then I turned on the TV. It wasn't on the regular news yet, but you know, TMZ. They broke everything. Like they broke everything else first, and uh, I was just shocked. I didn't believe it until I saw it on the regular news. I was just hoping that that wasn't true. Yeah, hoping they got it wrong. Yeah, just hoping it was like one of those times where it was just like, oh, fake news or whatever, or he wasn't there, or it was his airplane, but he was at home and uh, he lives in Newport. So one of that, he did live in Newport. So one of those types of things you were hoping it was, but unfortunately it wasn't true. So then when when you heard his daughter, Gigi, was there, how did that make you feel? Oh, man, just I think how it make makes any parent feel plus you know mm-hmm. you have it hits you even a little bit harder more when you have uh, uh when you have a daughter and yeah. you're very close to your daughter right. so uh that's just that was just another thing 
on top of everything else. Yeah, and and all the other people along there as well, you know, um, the families have just changed forever. And it's just heartbreaking because I still follow Vanessa Bryant online and I see the different things. And the baby girl Coco just took her first steps the other week. And I'm just like, man, she would never know her father. I know. You know, and I'm just like, man. And then I think about his eldest who knew him, but she was robbed early because he was always, you know, playing. So that's why they weren't as close as him and Gigi was like perfect timing. Because when he walked away, she was like three. Mm-hmm. And they were already getting close. And she's the one who picked up basketball. And uh, it's just it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot to lose your husband and your your child, your second born in, in the same day. Yeah, It's just like, wow. You know, so, you know, as girl dads, you know, we got to pick up that mantle and, and do what we got to do to um, leave those lasting impacts in our children's lives and our family's lives and just do the best we can. That's why I give Kobe a lot of respect for Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as he, yes, he was trying to be like Jordan, but he took it to another level when it came to being a father and a husband. So, and then, just... and then on top of that, uh, I think which doesn't get talked about is like, and we see that with Jordan, where Jordan is still like that bitter old man, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Kobe, he celebrated LeBron when he passed his uh, points, total points, and was like, keep pushing the game forward and I think that's what I hate about the what generation was better was the 80 basketball 90s basketball or 2000 Uh, the game is just changing and it's progressing and I think Mm -hmm. that's the conversation that gets missed that Jordan I don't think he could be the forever goat because the game just keeps on getting better but they'll have you believe that he is see this is the thing the reason why they say that is oh well He's won when he went to six, he won six and he won six in eight years and 18 months of those eight years. He could have won eight straight and all this other stuff. I'm like, if you're going to go by rings or percentage of rings, then why is it Bill Russell your goat? Exactly. Oh, well, he played in an era where there wasn't a lot of black integration and da 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 da. I said, well, you know, there's some other people like Magic Johnson. He could have won more if he didn't catch HIV. Exactly. So, magic well, what are we really to... saying? Yeah. So I was like, well, what is it? See, what it was is it was the media era. Mm-hmm. And it was at the height. He was there at the precipice of when Magic and Bird resurrected the league and made it relevant. And right before the league expanded, Jordan was the guy. Right. And there it is. And, and then at the time where there was not a high level of athleticism, I mean, you have your, your Sean, Sean Kemp's and the, and, and, and the, um, uh, uh, Atlanta, what's his name? Doc, uh, Dominique, Dominique Wilkins, Wilkins right, right. of the league. Right. You have those people, but you, you didn't have, Jordan was just graceful with it exactly. and the way he played. And then he took the level of being athletic, competitive. So yeah, he was great. But would he, would he have been as dominant if he was in a different era? I'll say even in today's era, I will say no. no. I think it'd be good, but I don't think he'll be dominant. You see, and, and that brings me to your guy, LeBron. They want to give him a lot of flack saying this and that. How many people won in his era? I'm like, the league has been very – it's not as watered down as it was in the 90s. Why don't you go ahead and speak about your boy LeBron? I know you want to give him his roses. <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to give him his roses. Uh, I think that he's had uh, a lot of super teams that he had to go up against. He had to go against the Boston Celtics, uh, the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. They were already a 72 team. A winning team, and then you add, you know, one of the again, this guy Kevin Durant is probably one of the greatest players, probably already if he retired tomorrow, 
probably top five. Uh, you add that already with a team that's already just that changed the game. Uh, it's good. There are you could just pencil them in for a chip every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, let's take a quick break. This is the part of the show where we like to acknowledge the birthdays for this week. We have ex women soccer player Heather Mitch, she's turning 42. U.S. gymnast Lori Hernandez, she turns 20. We have ex-figure skater Tara Lipinski, she turns 38. We have ex-women's pro boxer Christy Martin, she's turning 52. And we have, finally, we have WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry turning 49. Happy birthday to all of them. Many, many more. Now back to our show. I if if that team was still together and you know going up against the Lakers and AD and the team that they have now, as much of a fan I, that I and how much I love LeBron, I don't think they would make it past that Golden State Warrior team. They go with, with KD, the one they had before he got injured. Everything, yeah, no. I, I agree. I think that would be the toughest matchup. They, I mean, I think at the tail end they probably would have beat him because they would have went. Too many times you can see it's very difficult to three-peat, which only, what, two teams in history have done? Three teams in history have done? Right. So right. it's not it's not something that's done regularly. And the first team to actually do it was during that era when there was not a lot of teams. So there's really only two organizations in modern-day basketball who have three-peated. And guess what? Phil Jackson was a coach. People forget about Phil. Yeah. Phil Jackson was a coach of those three-peats. So. Yeah, and – I and it's a, it's a lot of things that are at play when you look at dominance. And I think I made that point in the group that it's the point that Jordan is missing as an owner, an organization, a great organization is ran from the owner to the executives, to the GM, to the coach, and then the players. You got to have all that. If you don't have that, then you're, you're not going to be dominant or your run. You may get one title, but it isn't going to be a Chicago run or the Lakers right. run uh, right. or Boston back in the day. All those teams that dominated, even the NFL, if you look at the Patriots, great owner, mm-hmm. great executive, great executives, great GM, and then you have a GOAT and solid pieces all around. Speaking of the GOAT, I remember, um, I think Tom Brady's another one of your guys, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> All right. So talk to me a little bit about him leaving the Patriots and then them recruiting Gronk down in uh, down in Tampa Bay. Do you think they have a great chance of winning it all this year? I think so. I, I don't like betting against Brady. Uh, when you – I think, you know, he was – Bill Belichick and that marriage was over. Uh, you mm-hmm. can see that when he was trying to put in Jimmy G. Uh, so I think with uh, Gronk, Brady, and just that offense that they have, and then they have a solid defense, and, again, they have a great owner, great coach. Looks like they have a solid GM who's making who made some good draft choices and putting the team together. I think that they can make a run. Now, the NFC is uh, – the NFC is – that's a that's a tough conference because you have so many 
good teams there. As well, even well, e- well, even that division that that's the NFC South. Like there, you know, there's no really that the Buccaneers are the worst team in that division with them and the Panthers. But I mean, that's a lot of tough teams. You got the Panthers, you got New Orleans Saints. These guys are Super Bowl contenders. You know, um, who else is in that division? Uh, um, Carolina themselves. There's one other team that I'm missing there. The Saints. No, the Falcons. The Fal- and the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons. Too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you think they're going to make it out of that division alive with with, with all those top teams? Possibly. I, I again, I I think this is going to. Uh, if he does that, that's going to. The debate is going to be over. I mean, the debate Cemented. is already kind of over with six rings, but it's just going to be the piece de la raison, uh, the 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 icing on the the cake. If he does that, I I, I disagree. What? Well, I not totally disagree. What I mean by that is, if Belichick can show that it's me, not him, that like meaning that if you see New England go at least to the AFC Championship, they don't have to win at all. Yeah. They just got to go to the AFC Championship, in my opinion. They actually they just have to do better than Brady. So let's say Brady makes it to the postseason, but then they bounce in the first round. And mind you, he has more targets, he has more talent than he's probably ever had. Mm-hmm. And he has he has two he has OJ Howard Gronk. He has uh, do they still have Goodwin? I forget, but yes, they do they have Mike Evans. Goodwin, Mike so they still Evans. have Goodwin. Yeah. They still have Mike. They still have Mike Evans. Yeah, you know they, they still have the running backs. They have a complete package. The problem is, I feel like Brady's going to be in a new system after twenty years one place and have to learn something else where they're in a pass-happy offense and where the quarterback's asked to hold the ball a little longer. If they use Bruce Arians' system, Brady's going to get hit more than ever, and Brady hates to get hit. When Brady lost to the Super Bowl against the Giants, what happened? He was getting hit. He was getting rushed. So now you're going to get a whole season, not just a game of that? Good luck. And now you're in a tougher conference, in my opinion? Good luck. Yeah. You're not. He's, he's not in the NFC, AFC East, which is probably the weakest division over the last 15 years. He's not there. It's not, it's, he doesn't get a guaranteed six wins every year now. It doesn't happen. No. So that makes a difference. And so, so now even if you do get in, you might not even have um, home field advantage. Right. No. And those are, those are all valid arguments. And uh, I agree. Uh, but if he does that, if they, if he does make it past Drew Brees and uh, the New Orleans saints and all those teams in that division, and then beats all the other teams in that, that conference. Cause again, you have some, you have some good competition in the NFC as opposed to the AFC. I think there's only probably there's chaos, uh, Casey and mm-hmm. uh, the Ravens. And that is pretty much it. Well, this is the thing, too. Let's talk about the schedule because they probably have one of the toughest schedules in the league this year. I mean, they're they're Of course, they're playing everyone in, in their division twice. Right. But they're also playing everyone. Their matchup in the AFC this year is the AFC West. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. The Super Bowl winning champs. They have to play them this year. Mm-hmm. So you have to play Kansas City. Um, they have to play Kansas City mm-hmm. and they have to play the Raiders and they have to play the Chargers. And you have to play the Broncos. Now, you may say those are powder puffs. I feel like that's the most balanced division in, in, in football where they all could beat each other any given Sunday, aside from the Chiefs. The Chiefs are obviously the cut above, but that's the point. They got to play the, they, this season. They got to play their division. Out of division, they got to play Green Bay Packers. They got to play the Bears. Yeah. They got to play the, you know, they got to play who else? The Vikings. They had to play the Rams. <laughs> no, every week is it's almost uh it's either it's a mega matchup. It's somebody Some to make a run. 
All you have to do is get the a league pass and watch Tampa Bay every week, and you'll have a good game. You're gonna have you'll be entertained every single week. Yeah, goodness gracious, they even play the Browns. Good God, it's gonna be a fun year for the Bucks. Now, concluding on this part in regards to that, the fact that you know during this pandemic, as as we see right now, no one's really socially distancing anyway. But mm-hmm. with, with everyone having their shortages and NBA trying to find a way back, look like they will be coming back. But the NFL and MLB, well. We're not talking about MLB yet, but the NFL having games and still trying to have people in the stands. What do you feel about that? I'm of two minds about it. Uh, I do practice social distancing for the most part. But mm-hmm. again, as an entrepreneur, uh, I have to be out among the public, you know, but I do practice guidelines recommended by the CDC and I think at a certain point you just have to you just have to try to live life because if we just stay inside or if we have the 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 stadiums filled not filled with people and you know people aren't enjoying sports how they want to or just enjoying life in general I think it it isn't going to help it isn't going to be as fun it isn't going to be as exciting I mean, imagine a big football stadium just totally empty, empty. with no right. sounds. And it's going to be crazy. And then people right. who, are, who don't like the hitting of the game, imagine those hits with nobody in the stadium. How much loud and how much violent the game is going to seem without the fans kind of buffering those hits. Yeah. It's like hard knocks on steroids. Yeah. So if people understand what's going to, what they're walking into and they try their best to protect themselves and the the league and the, the, the respective teams give people the tools to protect themselves as best as possible. I think Mm -hmm. that they should, if people are willing to do it, and obviously you have to be willing to do it to pay these crazy prices that, that it costs to get into a stadium or watch a game. Uh, well, let, let me, let me ask you this, not, not to cut you yeah. off. Would you be willing to go to those games and, and more, and more so you, will you be willing to take your family into one of these, into these, one of these facilities? Uh, well, you know what? I probably not football because I don't think the, the problem with football in general is that, the best seat in the house in the football field is probably the worst seat. I think the best way to watch football, the best way to enjoy football is watching it on the TV. Uh, mm. They haven't figured out how to figure to get the fan experience right. Like basketball has done. Baseball's really good at that. Uh, uh, hockey is too. Uh, Hockey's actually reversed. They're, they're better in person here on TV. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. Especially if you're like, right in the front row and you got the people slamming against the uh slamming against the, the, it yeah plexiglass it's it's a better experience as opposed to football but but actually i've sitting up up close not at the at the window wall but i've sitting pretty close if it was basketball terms i've sitting pretty close before mm-hmm. but i've noticed because the reason why it's so bad on tv it's so hard to follow that puck it's so fast yeah so it's actually pretty good to be a little bit higher up not at the top but a little higher up you can see everything and you don't miss a beat, and and then you used to get the the fan experience and the noise, and 
I like the breaks in between, go outside, have a drink or, or smoke, whatever, come back. So, yeah, hockey is an awesome experience. If anyone hasn't done it, make time to go to any hockey game at least a couple times a year. You will not be um, – you, you you will you'll be just thank me later yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man well we're, we're getting ready to wrap up today is, is there anything else you want to get off your chest man uh no i think i pretty much uh have, we talked about everything uh considering that, that there's really no sports going on uh, right. but you know and you as a baseball fan they will be doing the 30 for 30 on um Long days of summer, so hopefully you look look forward to tuning into that. I am. That's at, I am looking forward for that. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. I almost forgot about that. The uh, thirty four thirty uh, <laughs> uh, documentary. I think that would be good, and I want to see how they how they're going to talk about the steroids because that's pretty much the elephant in the room. They're both. Beasts. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I can't look for. I look forward to seeing Sammy Sosa and, and all of his new skin. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, man, um, I really appreciate you, man. If you have anything you want to to uh, promote, any handles you want to promote, so people can know where to look for you and follow you. Yes, uh, follow me on uh, my IG Solomon Smith. Solomon is spelled S O L O M O N dot Smith S M I T H. Uh, you can also, as for any of your real estate needs, go to my website, www.solomonsmith.com. All right, there it is. That's Solomon Smith, everyone. Thank you for joining the show. I look forward to talking to you in the future, brother. You stay you safe. Too. All right. Well, what do we do now? Gotta keep on fighting. Gotta keep on pushing. You have to force them to see. To see what's been happening since this country has began. I've been in different talks and different circles and I get to speak to uh, people of the Caucasian race and some will say, well, look at you. Things obviously are getting better. You had a black president and you have all these millionaires like LeBron and billionaires like Oprah and you should be happy. Things are obviously better. What do you mean racism? Anyone can pull themselves up by their bootstraps. <laughs> See, that's the misconception. Can you? Because you can't buy your way out of racism. And they don't believe it's systematic because there are a few of us who make it due to our God-given talents. You see, that's the misnomer. He's, for some reason in this country, they believe that you can buy your way out of anything. And that's just not the case. Because at any time, in any given moment, maybe it's not us, but maybe it's our child or a cousin of ours or someone who just doesn't have the money will be sent to prison will be killed because of this systematic racism in this country what this country was founded on so you got to remember back in the old times when this country was has began and they seem to have selective memory because they want to tell you to peacefully protest and pe well this country was not founded on peaceful protest it was not no taxation or representation it wasn't the Boston Tea Party was not a party at all. 
It was a revolution. It was a riot, fires, deaths, dangers. And the reason why I talk about this systematic, I say it's systematic because if you do not have funding, if you're not the right color, you're treated harshly. What do I mean by that? When a black person is approached by the police, he's approached with more hostility, it's a fact. Guns drawn, get down, stop resisting. When you're not even resisting, just an excuse to harm you or even kill you. Why is that? Did you know that the black man is six times more likely to be convicted of a crime than is white man. Did you know that when there is a conviction that the black man is more than going to spend more than three times as much time behind bars, three times longer? Over 70% of all the prisons in America are filled with black and brown men. Now, when I say a systematic, it goes back to, like I said, the genesis of this country where we had slave labor. That was the labor of the nation. That's how this nation knows how to grow generational wealth through the backs of others for cheap to free labor. That's what the prison system comes to be today. You have the indentured servants being those white people who spend a share amount of time and those are the lowest of the low those are the people they want to consider quote unquote white trash because they didn't have the funds the money to bail them out or to get proper representation to get them out of a situation so they don't have to go ahead and do uh take a deal if you will they didn't have the proper representation so these guys obviously deserve to be back there but not as long as the negro because we all know the history of this land is the negro is less than so you have that. Now, who prays for this prison system? The people who pay for it, these lobbyists, these billionaires who are making billions upon billions. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, the prison system. Those people are the lobbyists. They put the people in power who make these laws, who allow the system to be the way that it is. So how do you change that when all they know is this is the one way of life, this is the way, this is the way they earn their livings. There's only one way to do it. You have to find another way for them to earn billions. And showing that us being the number one country in prisons per capita is not the best way. As they begin to defund the police department, because we're over-policed. Let us police ourselves. Studies have shown if you put money towards the school system, which some states are doing, I believe they're doing that in LA County, you put money towards the school system, it changes that because if people have more education, they have more opportunity, have more trades for people to learn, then you'll have less crime. It's a fact. Look it up. Our system is designed for us to fail. That's why they call it the trap. It's a trap. Traps set across this land to get you to fall for it, to get yourself behind bars as you are six times more likely to do so. What if we're educated? What if we have a system set up to where you can make billions off the trades of others? See, I brought this up in, a, in another podcast. Um, I believe it was the, um, 
it's the uh 24-7 show at ac i believe i can't remember but you should check them out on facebook but the point i brought up was the only color they really care about in this country is green if you can find a way another way for these multi-billionaire lobbyists to make their money i use the analogy to monsters inc i have a six-year-old daughter so i'm very savvy and i'm very cognizant and i watch these movies often and i remember in monsters inc the way they generated power their way of life for hundreds of years was to scare children they used those screams to generate their capacitors the energy capsules and that was their way of life until one day they discovered that you would generate far more power through laughter through laughter they found a better source a better way of living and now everyone lived in harmony going forward we got to do the same thing here now i know that's just a cartoon it may be just a fairy tale but you got to find another way to get through it's got to be a better way than killing your fellow man it's got to be a better way than living life through these goggles of hate if america wants to stop being hypocritical if america wants to actually believe in the constitution that it laid out that everyone every man deserves freedom and a fair opportunity to actually lift himself up through their bootstraps then we have to make a change times for change and the change is now the change is now how do we get there let's figure it out together that's it for this week thank you all for listening want to give a special shout out and a thank you to solomon smith for joining us this week please remember to subscribe and to share now for our final word what then shall we say brothers and sisters when you come together each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction a revelation a tongue or an interpretation Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Thank you all for listening. God bless.